Welcome to Law School Podcaster, your source for inside information and advice on the law school application process. I'm Diana Jordan. If you're thinking about law school, you no doubt want to do everything possible now to prepare yourself. If you're still an undergraduate, you may be wondering, does what I study in college matter for law school? Are there classes that will help me stand out with admissions committees? Is there a particular major or concentration of studies that will help me develop the skills I'll need once I get to law school? In this show, What's Your Major? The courses that help you get in and succeed in law school. You will learn that there is no perfect path and that there are many myths about the majors which can give you confusing and false guidance. Our guests in this show lay out the stats and bust the rumors. For example, on those myths is Senior Assistant Dean for Admissions, Sarah Zirfoss with the University of Michigan. Oh, I think there are two central myths that I always hear, and they're both about poli-sci, and they're diametrically opposed. Pre-law advisor Debbie Chisower is the Senior Assistant Dean for Admissions and Director of Chicago Careers in Law, a program at the University of Chicago that supports students and alumni who are deciding whether a career in law is a good fit for them. She takes Dean Zirfoss's point one step farther. There is no one preferred major for preparation for the LSAT or for law school. And at the Gould School of Law at the University of Southern California, Associate Dean and Dean of Admissions, Shahoe Reed, weighs in on how she can possibly compare an Egyptologist with a physicist. It's not as though we have this little book, though, that tells us for X school, you need to track two one-hundredths of a point from their GPA because there's great inflation. I mean, there's nothing like that that occurs. So it's a very organic process that takes place with an admissions committee. In this show, we will also hear from Associate Dean for Admissions at the University of Chicago Law School, Ann Perry, and consultant Richard Montauk, who is the author of How to Get Into the Top Law Schools. Records are not kept about every law school applicant's major, but Dean Sarah Zirfoss with the University of Michigan offers guidance for the most promising launch to a successful law career. Apparently, two-fifths of law school applicants don't tell the law school admissions council their major. They just check the other box. But for the remaining three-fifths, the LSAC data shows that the most common majors among law school applicants are political science, which dominates by a wide margin, making up almost one-fifth of the total, English, and then history, psychology, and economics, which are, you know, pretty much equal to each other. So I took a look at some data I have showing the most competitive law school applicants as assessed by LSAT and GPA thus far this year. Uh, there are about 4,000 names on this list total, and about 1,000 are in the top 1% of LSAT scores. Of the majors that are the most common, uh, according to LSAC, they uh, – Poli-sci, psychology, and history all perform approximately equivalently, showing up in rough num- roughly similar numbers in the top 1%. But econ, on the other hand, really outperforms by a wide margin. A completely disproportionate number are in the top 1%. And English majors also appear to perform a bit better, although not quite as well as econ majors. With English, it's just that they are very adept at working with text, which is helpful in the LSAT. Um, and with econ, you know, maybe the quantitative skills uh, that you often have with an econ major are, are helpful. And I just, there's some other less traditional majors that appear to do incredibly well, too. So there are 22 math majors and 11 physics majors on the list of about 1,000, which sounds like nothing. Uh, 
But because there's so few of these majors in the pool as a whole, that's actually really noteworthy. So you have to ask, though, is that the major that's preparing them to do so well, or is it simply the people who major in math and physics are you know, super smart to begin with, and uh, a little thing like the LSAT is not going to give them any problems. It's hard to say. Author and consultant Richard Montauk says it's not about the major. It's about your brilliance. The best performing majors on the LSAT tend to be the science and technology disciplines, uh, the STEM, i.e. science, tech, engineering, and math disciplines, largely because they tend to attract the smartest, most capable students on average. The uh, least performing major, so to speak, those uh, students who tend to get the lowest scores, tend to be in the softest disciplines, things like, unfortunately, criminology uh, and the like. So in terms of the best academic preparation to help you prepare for the LSAT, it's not a matter, really, of the discipline that you follow. Associate Dean for Admissions at the University of Chicago Law School, Ann Perry, says there isn't one major in particular that will help you prepare for the LSAT. Perry sees and accepts a variety of majors. I've admitted in, into the law school here music majors, math majors, political science majors, engineering majors, biology majors, accounting majors, philosophy majors. So there's a lot of majors represented in the law schools across the country. Select a major you'll do well in and enjoy. That from USC Dean of Admissions, Shahoe Reed. She agrees with Dean Perry that all majors are welcome. Most are political science, English, history, communications, journalism, engineer, art, and music majors. One of the things that we always stress to students is that you want to major in something or at least take coursework in areas that, you know, are going to be used in law school. And so law school is all about reading and digesting material, and it's all about writing and, um, and logical reasoning. So taking some logic classes would be great, um, even if you are the, uh, um, the art major. Um, certainly taking writing courses that give you an opportunity to engage in expository writing is important. And then, you know, some reasoning classes that help you understand, you know, how to um, compare information. Pre-law advisor Debbie Chisower says there is no preferred major. All majors have the potential to prepare students well. The most important skill for students to learn is analytical reasoning, and um, that can be developed in a wide array of classes. Really, I have no preference. and. I will say that um, I see students across probably 40 majors. The students who have experience in writing find that some of the work of the LSAT writing sample and preparing for law school can be easier, but all students are capable. Of course, each major comes with its own strengths, Dean Zierfoss says. If you're talking just about grades, it is case that it's very rare at Michigan Law School, at least, to see students with uh, science, math, or engineering majors who end up at the bottom of the class. Those, those students always seem to do pretty well. But grades are not the entire story. I, I also think that people with those majors may have a bit more work to do to get up to speed in terms of learning a historical context behind the evolution of law. 
So from that perspective, history and poli-sci majors have a huge advantage. And English majors are very, very well trained in close reading of huge amounts of text, which is another important skill in law school and so forth. I do think that most majors will give you some specialized training or knowledge that will give you an edge in some law school subjects. As for the majors viewed as especially valuable in the admissions process, Dean Zierfoss says it often depends on the preference of faculty. For example, a pair of professors at Michigan Law School want to see classics majors, which she says is not typical. Our corporate law faculty love to see finance majors. Our intellectual law faculty love to get science and engineering majors, but also music, film, and visual arts majors. So again, it's going to just depend on the particular faculty. Putting those idiosyncrasies aside, the LSEC does have national data showing that history, biology, econ, and math majors do exceptionally well in the application process. Almost 80% of them get admitted to law school, but the overall average is only two-thirds. Now about that poli-sci degree. Dean Zierfoss says she hears two rumors about poli-sci, and they are diametrically opposed. People think you have to be a poli-sci major to get into law school, and people think you absolutely ought not to be a poli-sci major to get into law school. The fact is that poli-sci majors fare a smidgen better than average in the admissions process, according to LSAC data. Uh, and I think it's pretty clear that admissions officers are, are neither selecting for poli-sci majors nor holding them to a higher standard. So if you want to be a poli-sci major, go ahead, and if you don't, don't worry about it. Do something else. To get into law school, Montauk says, you might want to avoid these classes. It's not necessary to do political science or history or literature, for example, in order to go to law school. And it's certainly not necessary to do anything labeled pre-law or criminology. Those are the sorts of courses that tend to get short shrift in this process because they're ordinarily very, very soft, i.e. not demanding with easy grading. Pre-law advisor Chisor says there really isn't a bottom seven list of majors, or top seven, not at Chicago. We tend to see a lot of history and political science majors, and within those majors, I've seen scores all over the board. Sometimes um, math and science majors may perform strongly on the LSAT, but may have more challenging time with writing or reading comprehension side of the LSAT. So I'm not seeing any consistent trends in our population for um, best performance on the LSAT or worst performance. There is no sense, she says, in choosing a major for any other reason except this. I encourage students to follow their passion and do well in that area. And law school admissions officers often repeat that same instruction. It's best for students to do well in whatever they pursue, and so chances are they're going to do well in an area that they really enjoy. And Shizuwer has several examples. I'm working with a student right now who is an English major and has an art history minor. Um, she's strong interest in art, and she hopes to use her law degree to work on intellectual property issues. Um, so it may not look at first blush that um, an art history minor would be interested in law, but uh, she is passionate about using her uh, both her background in art and her interest in law to combine them. I also regularly see science students and math students who um, really enjoy the logical reasoning aspect of a legal argument and 
will use their law degree to enhance their impact in their field. Michigan's Dean Searfoss says admissions officers see curricula that is both broad and deep. You should certainly be trying to take challenging courses in whatever is your chosen core field to show that you can perform at a very high academic level. And then it's also important, though, that you branch out and test yourself in areas outside your comfort zone. So classes that give you experience with close reading of texts, detailed analysis, logical reasoning, and extensive writing are always helpful. In comparing different majors in the admissions process, Dean Perry reviews the entire application and discerns how the student performs in their major fields. So it's looking at their transcripts, seeing what courses they took. Did they challenge themselves within their major, meaning they took upper-level classes beyond maybe what was required? I like to see some writing classes, and even hard science majors sometimes take writing classes Um, because I think that's a core skill that would be nice to come with for law school, even though you take a whole year of legal writing. So it's evaluating that, but also here's where letters of recommendation become helpful, especially when they're from a a professor who the the student had who can really kind of talk about this student's academic abilities. Once admissions begins comparing undergraduate GPAs, it can become complicated, according to Dean Zierfoss. The single best source of information we ever get about grading patterns and the meaning of a particular student's performance comes from academic recommenders. Sometimes professors will explicitly tell us that a candidate's GPA may not look impressive, but in fact places him or her in the top you know, 5% of the major's cohort. So if you have a major with a particularly demanding curve, that's incredibly useful information for a committee, an admissions committee, and, it, and you'd be very well served to politely request that a recommender give us that kind of background context. There are a few combinations that will attract the attention of admissions committees, suggests consultant and author Richard Montauk. Somebody who has a strong engineering background and wishes to do intellectual property work, i.e. patent work and the like, will be viewed a bit favorably for that because, frankly, without that kind of a background, a patent practice is highly unlikely to work. Something unusual can be of a bit of assistance. An Egyptology major, for example, might be viewed a bit favorably. Now, this is going to be more of a feather, uh, probably not a thumb on the scales, and certainly not a lot more than that. By the same token, People who are double majors or close to it in two very disparate subjects are likely to be viewed favorably. Somebody who does French literature and statistics, for instance, where the overlap is obviously pretty slim, will be viewed as people who really take on a challenge and uh, are going to be benefited by that. Pre-law advisor Chisor says no majors are given preferential treatment. I would say that if a law school is looking at a science major, they may be wondering if there's someone who wants to go into patent law or some combination of health and law, depending on their specialty in science. But they are looking to create interesting and diverse classes, and so they will pull from all majors. And um, as long as they have some indication that they have the potential to succeed in law school based on their writing samples, submitted through the personal statement and the LSAT. And the good news is that admissions committees know how to evaluate course names and which are more rigorous. But pre-law advisor Chisower says she doesn't know of any one major that helps you prepare for the rigor of law school. I will say that students who had the opportunity to practice their writing skills may find the transition easier, but because law school teaches you to think and write a new way, 
I think all majors have the ability to perform well. A strong undergraduate training in analytical thinking, critical thinking, is going to help no matter what the specific major is. USC's Reed thinks back on her undergraduate career and would have done it differently. I think about all the classes that I wish I had taken, and yet I was so fixated on, you know, being the poli-sci major because I was going to go to law school. And so I always just say, you know, take those courses also that you think are going to be helpful to you as in terms of your uh, of supporting your own interests, but also those things that may just be fun and that you think, you know, I I probably never ever take um, a folk art class in life, um, and maybe this is my time to do it. So certainly taking courses that will help help you um, grow as a person and as an individual, um, but also you know just thinking about being practical in terms of what can help me in in law school and and again taking courses that are going to help me with my reading and writing um, are useful. And so taking other courses throughout the university that may not necessarily be in my major, but perhaps will have a paper um, um, complement as part of um, a requirement for the course. Again, you're, you're utilizing those writing skills rather than taking a multiple choice question exam and uh, regurgitating information. But, you know, expository writing, again, is what we do in law school. So getting as much opportunity to do essay writing is helpful. Something else to consider in choosing classes? Is law school the right next step for you? Dean Chisower says chances are good you'll know if you take law-related classes. One of the things that I think is most important for pre-law advisors is to help our students assess whether law school is the right next step for students. And one way to do that is to take law-related classes so that you are trying to read a case for the first time, seeing if you enjoy that process, thinking about um, issues that have, uh, you know, opposing arguments and being able to navigate those and communicate your position and understand the weaknesses of your position. Don't stick to your favorite classes, says Dean Zierfoss. It's very important to get a good variety of coursework both to demonstrate to the admissions committee that you have a lively mind and can perform well outside your comfort zone, and to give you the broad training that will help you succeed. So if you're a liberal arts major, make sure not to focus exclusively on your major coursework. So if you're an English major, try a poli-sci course. If you're a poli-sci major, take some poetry. But if you're a science or engineering or math major, you really need to make sure you take some coursework that has you dealing with uh, texts, both reading and writing. What if you've been out of school for a while? Consultant Montauk has some advice to consider. Do a thesis, take demanding classes to impress the admissions committee, and solid work experience can improve your profile. Those who are working in a demanding sort of job are going to find that if they do well in the job, their applications are greatly bolstered by that. In fact, people with questionable undergraduate performance will tend to find that the best way to repair that record is not through coursework after college, but instead by having a strong bit of work experience. The longer, of course, the better. Beyond that, they can look to improve their profile by having a strong LSAT, and perhaps lastly, can improve their profile by doing coursework of a demanding nature post-college. But if you've been out of school a long time, you really don't need to go back to graduate school to look good for law school, Dean Zierfoss says. I think it's a, a lot of money and time for a very uncertain advantage. Uh, but 
practically speaking, the problem is also that master's degrees um, are just very different from law school and, and won't really demonstrate that. I think the better thing to emphasize uh, is your work experience and your and your real life experience outside of uh, outside of school. That's often very appealing to law schools. And uh, in, in, and I would work on that. Dean Reed suggests taking additional classes for LSAT prep and before you enter law school: writing classes, reading comprehension, or logical reasoning. Anything that will get you to critically analyze material will support you in law school. And sometimes it's not about the major. Read as much as you possibly can the summer before law school, and read as much as you can if it's the trashy novels or if it's the um, uh, historical books, um, just read, though, because that's what you're going to be exposed to in law school. And I think that's always the biggest surprise to law students is the amount of reading that's required and how it just starts from day one. As we've heard, law schools would rather you choose a major you love instead of picking something to impress the admissions committee. Some institutions do have pre-law majors. I don't think it is necessary, and I would say that some law schools are turned off even by the pre-law major. Um, because they would rather see students follow their passion and not try to dot the I's and cross the T's to get to law school. So I would encourage students to think critically about picking a pre-law major just because it's a pre-law major. If they enjoy the courses offered in that discipline or um, they find something else specifically attractive about it, then they should pursue it. But just for the sake of having a pre-law major, I would not recommend it. Don't take just any old course, says Dean Perry. I think students should choose um, a major that they're interested in, not just because they think it's going to look good for law school. Because if you choose something that you're interested in, you tend to do well in it because you're enjoying yourself. Also from Chicago, Dean Chisewer says admissions committees have their eye on a special kind of law school student. Law schools want students who are passionate, who are going to take their law degree and use it to make an impact in the world. So, it looks like there's no need to set your sights on a poli-sci degree if you don't want it. What does matter, be excellent in a major you enjoy. If it's a rigorous course of study, have a recommender point out that your slightly lower GPA in physics ranks better than a numerically high GPA in lit. Focus on disparate subjects to demonstrate your range. Take classes in critical writing, robust analysis, and microeconomics to boost your skills. Best, our deans and consultants say, to play your passions rather than to try to get into law school by dotting the I's and crossing the T's. For more information, a transcript of this show, or to sign up to receive more Law School Podcasts, visit www.lawschoolpodcaster.com. Look for us on Facebook and Twitter to get the latest news and insight into the world of law school. I'm Diana Jordan with Law School Podcaster. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more shows as we explore another topic of interest to help you succeed in the law school application process and beyond.